SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. two of our two-hour extravaganza on this Sunday, May 30th morning. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next hour, taking your phone calls, 844-843-6879. If we have time, again, 844-843-6879. Follow me on Twitter. Send a tweet at OppositePicks. Email me. Go to the website, <clears throat> OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. NBA playoffs, hockey playoffs, baseball, WNBA, more winners. Oh, by the way, talk about burying the lead. We are one win away from completing our six-team parlay. Yep, cha-ching, cha-ching, as we had another winner uh, two days ago. So we're down to one. Let's see if we can find one. For later on today, uh, we got the French Open tennis uh, that we were even betting on, and we have the Indianapolis 500. Believe it or not, I know absolutely nothing about the the Indianapolis 500. I could kind of hold my own a little bit, uh, you know, with the NASCAR, but the, the Indianapolis 500. I know Scott Dixon used to win. Uh, he's on the pole for today, so maybe we'll throw out an Indy 500 winner uh, as well. So a lot to get to. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Got our poll question out there, and yeah, believe it or not. Indianapolis 500 is today. Who knew, right? French Open started this morning as well. Maybe to a lesser extent, who knew about that? But uh, the Indy 500 with the full crowd, largest crowd since the pandemic, they're saying. 135,000 they're allowing into the stands. So the biggest gathering that we've had, uh, at least that's what they're saying anyway, since the start of the pandemic and no fans in the stands and everything else. So hopefully people don't walk out of there with the COVID. But uh, it is the, the focus of our poll question. Which sport has fallen off the map the most? Boxing, auto racing, the Olympics, or the proverbial other? Pretty good uh, poll question, as we always like to pop out our little popcorn radio, little replacement radio here. Give me a phone call. Uh, I heard someone yesterday on a national network, I won't say who, say the Atlanta Falcons. So who are they going to trade it to? Give me a phone call. Ooh, that's that's nice fifth grade uh, education uh, radio. That's what that's what our industry has come to. God, it's so pathetic. It really is. Anyway. Um, so here's our ode to the, the bird brains who should be working in Topeka, Kansas, not a network radio. I digress. Let it go, Scott. Boxing, 44% leading the way. Auto racing, 20%. Olympics, uh, almost 30%. Another 5%. If I was going to do the, the votes, those are three tough ones. You know, there was a point where auto racing, you know, early 2000s was making a bit of a headway. In fact, I remember auto racing being like one of the leaders in fantasy sports there was baseball and even more so believe it or not than football i remember you know when i was working at sporting news that we used to have all these goofy auto racing and golf as well uh fantasy where you pick a driver every single week and uh you know th there was a point there where nascar not so much on the indie circuit but nascar was getting really really popular and then it just basically faded away 
Um, you know, some of the main characters, uh, you know, either passed away, sadly, or retired. And it just, you know, there were a couple of accidents. People got hurt. Um, it just kind of, like, drifted away. So, and the Olympics is really just like an afterthought. There's so many international events now. There's so much grief in our world that, you know, who could throw a javelin the farthest? is like, who cares? You know, we got people dying left and right. You know, we got all these things going on around the country. Who the fudge cares who could throw a javelin the farthest, right? I mean, some of the dopey events they have at the Olympics. So th that's pretty good. You know, boxing was is probably, well, the Olympics was, eh, I was going to say, which one is more, the most, was the most popular and then dropped the most. Maybe that would be boxing. But boxing, you know, when I grew up in the 70s with Ali and Frazier and Shavers and all the other greats, you know, Cooney and, and the Holmes and you listed, you rattled them all off. And, and now it's it's an afterthought. It really is. So maybe boxing would be the answer. All right. Opposite picks on this uh, Sunday morning. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in as we welcome in our full audience here, taking you right up until uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. On Sundays, it's 8 to 10. And then uh, Monday through Friday, it's 5 to 7 a.m. So go to your poll, uh, you know, go to your opposite picks feed and get your vote in. And uh, we'll update that at least one more time before we are through. Which sport has fallen off the map uh, the furthest with those three and then the proverbial other? And we got a couple of others there with uh, the NBA. I was actually going to put that on there instead of, uh, or instead of Olympics because I knew there'd be some anti-NBA people. So uh, the NBA, uh, someone even mentioned uh, baseball. Someone, uh, thank you very much, uh, the Clearwater kid mentioned uh, the boys, uh, the girls' fifth, sixth grade uh, Wetzel basketball team. Yeah, those were the glory days, the Lady Wetzels. Yeah. And kids get older, and my coaching career came to an end, sadly, sadly. All right, NBA last night, uh, four blowouts. Uh, Utah, not too, too bad, but they win and they cover. Beat Memphis 121-111. Donovan Mitchell, 10 of the Jazz Final 14, finished with 29. Former Grizz, Mike Conley, 27. Mentioned hour number one, not a bad hunch play. First game back in Memphis in the postseason. You know, he had been there in the regular season, but uh, I think he had anyway, unless he was hurt. But uh, postseason, yeah, that was a pretty pretty good hunch play. Philly put all five players in double figures and beat with 36. They rested the starters in the fourth quarter. They still blew out Washington 132-103. What a joke there. Miami took care – excuse me, Milwaukee took care of Miami 120-103. They finished off the four-game series sweep. Love, 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 love the system on that one. Teams that go up three zip playing game four on the road, they win and cover way more times than not. And that's exactly what happened there. And then you had Portland uh, dumping Denver to even that series at two. We'll take a look at hockey and baseball next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bergeron let it go, Marchand in back of the goal away from Pellick, and now goes Marchand to the slot, Bergeron kicked out.
You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, Bruins Radio Network with the call. Boston scoring four straight goals. Check that, uh, three straight goals uh, as they beat the New York Islanders, sink the Islanders 5-2. to two. 444 days in between crowds uh, at the Boston Garden TD America House or Waterhouse uh, Arena there where the Bruins now play, uh, the old Boston Garden, um, as they do win at 5-2, take game one of the uh, best-of-seven series against the Islanders as uh, David Pasternak gets the hat trick. Nice win for the Bruins uh, as they dominate in front of a full house. Yeah, fans are back. How about that? Not so good in the NBA where every other fan in the world's getting ejected from the arena. Boy, what a bunch of dopes. Whether it's the Knicks or whether it's the uh, uh, the um, you know the uh, Philadelphia 76ers uh, fan, the Washington, I mean, everyone's you know getting kicked out of these things. Utah fans or Memphis fans, Utah fans, I guess it was against Memphis. I mean, it, it, is it so difficult just to watch a game now? It's, it is amazing. So, but anyway, Bruins win five two as a yep, a 444 days in between. Full house, uh, first time uh, in a year and a half. Montreal beat Toronto last night in overtime 3-2. They force a game seven. That'll be tomorrow. Seventh straight game that the Maple Leafs have lost with a chance to clinch a series. Second longest in NHL history. Boy, what a joke. Uh, game seven tomorrow. We won't have a show tomorrow morning, so I'll let you know. Now, game seven against Minnesota and Las Vegas did go over, but the numbers are still overwhelmingly under for game sevens. 41, 28, and 13 when the line is posted at five or more for a game seven since 1976. So you got to play the under tomorrow night for sure. Later on today, we got two games. You got Tampa Bay at Carolina. Don't forget the Lightning defending champs, but it was Carolina that had more points, so they have home ice advantage. They are a slight, slight minus 115 favorite today. And then you got Las Vegas at Colorado later on tonight. Avalanche, a whopping minus 196 for the game, minus 194 for the series against Las Vegas. Well, that just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I, I, you know, I, I understand FanDuel can be a little goofy uh, with their uh, you know lines and everything, but if you look at the regular season standings, it was an even series, and it was an even, you know, one point separated the two, literally. Um, it, it, they won on the tiebreaker, so really no points. They both had 82 points, but the Colorado – uh, won a tiebreaker. That's why they got the number one seed. Otherwise, it would have been Las Vegas. Top two point total teams in the league, and they have Colorado as a minus almost two to one favorite. So, what does that mean? That if if Colorado were to face Toronto or God forbid Winnipeg or Boston or even Tampa Bay, that they would be what a three to one favorite? Um, are they just discounting the regular season altogether? Very weird. You know, you, you talk about live dogs. Uh, boy, you'll never get a liver dog in my eye than Las Vegas, uh, either in the series or for game one later on tonight. You want to give me almost two to one with a team that had the second best record in hockey? Boy, I will take that any day of the week. Isn't it funny how things kind of work out? We've had a monster, monster run with shots on goal, right? I told you this on Friday night show, and, and, and uh, Friday morning show, and Thursday morning show. I, I even gave it to you beforehand that this was going to occur. We were somewhere in the neighborhood of 38 and 10 with our shots on goal props. I mean, we were just killing them. And then Thursday, I said, I gave my neighbor, who likes to put a couple of shekels on things, uh, the, uh, who was it, Washington? No, it was the Miami Heat, game two against the 76ers, right? I figured the Heat would bounce back, so I told him, yeah, bet the Heat, bet the Heat, Brett, go ahead. 
So they lose by like 30 points. So he, you know, he says, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that tip. So I said, all right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you my shots on goal plays for the next uh, couple of days. And I told the audience, I said, you know, I'm going to open this up to my neighbor. And I know that's going to be the Wetzel neighborhood black cloud. I just know it. So to make a long story short, the picks I gave him and then the following day were just brutal. Uh, we had, I think we went like five and 10, just out of the blue. Everything was working out. I opened it up to the Wetzel neighborhood black cloud and lo and behold. So yesterday I said, all right, I owe it to uh, my uh, listeners not to do that. I, I'm, you know what? Sorry, Brett. You're just going to have to deal with no picks yesterday. Back to winning four and one. Go figure, right? I mean, I, I, how does that happen? I don't know. Is it luck? Maybe. But all I know is without giving them the picks, uh, we went uh, four and one. And really three and one because we jumped off to Tyler Toffoli, who's been killing us. Boy, if not for him, we'd really be up. But uh, we hit with Pasternak. He had seven shots on goal. We hit with Bergeron. He had eight shots on goal. These two guys combined for 15 shots on goal. That's like three times the normal amount. We hit with Austin Matthews last night. Got a little lucky. Game went to overtime. He really picked up play late in the game. Uh, he finished with seven shots on goal. His total was four and a half. Uh, the only one we really lost with uh, was uh, Bolivier for the uh, Islanders, who is not one of our original guys. He only had two. So we're going to jump off him again. Uh, and then if you did stick with Tyler Toffoli, who was one of our original guys, he finally came through for us after five straight losses. So three and one, four and one, depending on uh, who you played, and cha-ching, cha-ching, back to winning ways. We are now for the postseason 47 up, 24 down with five pushes. Where are we going to go today, Scott? Well, we got two games. We're going to go back to um, – no, we should. We should just go back to what made uh, Milwaukee famous, but eh, what fun is that, right? So we're going to go Carolina, Dougie Hamilton. His uh, total has been around three, three and a half. I'll update the lines here. In the next break, I'll double check because uh, they should be out right around now. He's been just a shot machine. Three, six, seven, seven, eight. Did only have one his last time out, but uh, that's okay. We're going to go over Hamilton, three and a half. Sebastian Ajo, we're going to go over three. He's at seven, five, seven, four, three, four. That's an automatic play. Um, we're going to lay off Sveshnikov, uh, who uh, has had six, six, one, eight, and two, but eh, he's one of those secondary guys we'll lay off of. For Vegas, uh, we're going to go Marchesol over three. He's at four, three, six, one, seven, two, four. We're going to go over Shea Theodore three. He's had five, three, three, two, three, six, three. Got to play him. At worst, you're going to get a push. And then uh, we're going to go over uh, Pachandrilo three. He's had four, 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 one, five, five, one. For Colorado, we got two guys. We're going to go over Nathan McKinnon four. He's had six, four, three, and three. And uh, then we're going to go over Miko Ranton in three. He's had six, two, four, and three. Now they're taking on Las Vegas, I will say. Um, these two teams don't give up a lot of shots. Vegas is basically gave up none to Minnesota. Colorado gave up the fewest shots in the league. I actually think second fewer. There was one other team that didn't make the postseason that somehow or another gave up fewer shots. They were one or two in the league. So I'd be a little leery, but uh, what the fudge? Why not? It's game number one. Things tend to be a little bit more wide open. Games one, two, three of the series. So... Uh, maybe, maybe you know, you know, 
If you're a $100 player, maybe put uh, 75 on these guys. But um, we're going to stick with the system. It's been good to us. And those are your plays. So you're over shots on goal. We have one, two, three, four, five, six. We're going to go with seven guys. And we'll see how things turn out. If it's a really a low, low shots on goal type of series after the first game or so, we'll we'll jump off it. But it's been too good for us to to get off now. So 23 games over 500. Just keep your fingers crossed that we need some shots on goal. Minnesota doesn't get a lot of shots on goal anyway. These two teams do. So I'm going to kind of throw out those Minnesota versus Vegas numbers. All right, opposite picks on this uh, Sunday morning. We'll go to our trends, and we'll go to our pyramid plays and our six-club parlay as we try and finish it out with a big winner. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. work the 2-1 pitch lifted in the air to right field that's deep Acuna going back at the track at the wall it's gone a home run James McCann Anderson BR cranks one deep to center Heredia racing back at the wall in towards the apple three nothing Mets a charge from VR. runner goes Drury swings and sends one to deep left field A pinch hit, two-run blast, the third Mets home run of the night at 6-1. Hammered to right, Billy McKinney keeps on adding for the Mets with an upper deck shot. His first Mets home run. Lindor hits one in the air, right center, fairly well. Back goes Acuna, that ball's deep, and it's gone! Home run, Francisco Lindor! Yeah, Metsy's Radio Network there with the call as uh, they get a uh, 13-run outburst. It's amazing. I played the under on them one time, and uh, they get 13 runs. It's just remarkable. Lucky 13 for the New York Mets. Unlucky 13 for the Arizona Cardinals. Or Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, who lose their 13th in a row. Boy, the, the, the boys in Vegas and Fandor, they're, they're funny. They can make you laugh sometimes, right? They, they really can. If, if you read lines, then uh, you might as well be Helen Keller on some of these baseball lines because the St. Louis Cardinals were taken on Arizona. I mentioned this during Friday morning show all right the cardinals were basically pick them you know minus 115 and then it fluctuated they they were even at one point which made them technically underdogs you had to lay minus 120 on arizona here's a team at the time that had lost 10 in a row 10 in a row and they're in last place and they're hosting a first place team in St. Louis. And the team that's lost 10 in a row is the favorite. I mean, you talk about putting so much credence into being at home and just the ignorance of most betters that Arizona was a favorite. So Friday night, St. Louis wins. Saturday, same thing. Uh, St. Louis is slight favorite yesterday. And I'm saying to myself, now Arizona's lost, uh, you know, 12 in a row. And actually, it was 11 in a row heading into Friday night's game. 
And um, I said, what do you do? You know, how is Arizona basically pick them? I mean, they, they were plus 110. I mean, I have a first-place team again in St. Louis playing Good baseball against a last-place team playing lousy baseball, and I'm getting this at minus 115, minus 120. Yeah, St. Louis wins last night, and now Arizona's lost 13 in a row. So you think today maybe the Cardinals would be like minus 160, right, 165, 180. If this game was in St. Louis today, they would be almost a 2-1 to favorite, right? They're minus 120 again. It's just remarkable. You, you try and, like I said, if you want to read these lines, they're begging you. They're begging you to take St. Louis, the Cardinals, and lo and behold, they take it in the first two games. I have told you guys this, uh, those that listen uh, you know, Monday through Friday, I've, I've said this a thousand times. I challenge anybody, anybody out there, free opposite picks hoodie. You give me a week worth of winners in baseball, picking games based on pitchers, you'll never win. Never, ever, ever win. You'll have a couple of good days, two, three days, four days, maybe even five days. But there's going to be a day where, like the Stankies with Garrett Cole, Friday night, you know, laying minus 260, best pitcher in baseball, is going to win the American League Cy Young Award, blah, 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 right? Playing the Detroit Tigers, the Detroit stinking Tigers, this side of Baltimore, the worst team of the AL, if not all of baseball. What happens? Eh, Tigers win. Why? Did Garrett Cole pitch lousy? Nope. Pitch great. Pitch great. Gave up one run. How didn't he win? Because the Yankees can't hit a lick. And the bullpen came in, and the idiotic manager of the, of the Stankies, Aaron Boone, decides that every single game has to go by the book. And God forbid he should have a role this Chapman pitch two innings. He scores a run in the top of the ninth inning or tenth inning. And he has a 2-1 lead. Does he keep Chapman in the game? Who threw 14 lousy pitches in the ninth inning to get the Tigers out? Nope, can't do that. My closer's only allowed to go one inning. I don't care if he threw only 14 pitches. I don't care if that could be, you know, one batter and he could still throw 25. Nope, can't do it. So they take the Chapman out of the game, best reliever in the American League. They bring in some stiff. He gives up a two-run homer. Tigers win 3-2. And that thinking of, I'm going to lay the two to one based on Garrett Cole, get thrown right out the window. And these baseball lines with St. Louis, point being, same thing. They don't have their aces going. Flaherty's not going. Wainwright's not going in this series. That's playing a role. These games being basically pick them. Who cares? Who cares? You and I could pitch for St. Louis. Right, go get the starting pitcher from Topeka High. You're taking out a team that's lost 12, 13 in a row. What are you, nuts? But that's the mentality of a better. Uh, it, 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 they're flawed. They're way more people. It's why I say this all the time. Winners bet with streaks. Losers bet against streaks. And there's a lot more losers out there. There's a reason why FanDuel is alive and kicking. All right? Because the average Joe Schmo is saying to themselves, there's no way Arizona's going to lose again. They're not going to lose 10 in a row. They lose. They're not going to lose 11 in a row. They lose. They're not going to lose 12 in a row. They lose. There's a way they're going to lose 13 in a row. They lose. And there'll be just as many mopes that are going to bet Arizona today. Not because uh, they have some secret inside information. It's just based on, well, Arizona's starting pitcher should be good. Madison Bumgarner the other night. St. Louis shouldn't, so let me play them, or it's the older do theory. 
more people have lost their shirts on the their due theory than any other theory in all of the history of betting. So you keep on betting Arizona thinking that they're due. Um, you know, you're going to be right. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah, Scott, the moment I bet them, you know, the moment I bet against them, they're going to win. You watch. I understand that. Believe me, we all, you're not alone. We all think that. But you have to just be consistent with it. And there will be times, yeah, you're right, you hop on. You know, they lost seven in a row. I'm going to play against them, and they win. I, I get that. But there's way many more times, hence that saying, that they will actually continue to lose or continue to win depending on a streak. So St. Louis wins uh, last night again. Mets win last night. 13 wins in a row, or 13 no runs for, for the Metsies. Um, and then 13 straight losses for uh, for Arizona. All right, let's go to our pyramid of plays and then our six-club parlay. All right, pyramid of plays for the newbies out there is we give you the best play in each individual sport. Oh, by the way, let me update the tennis. I almost, I'm afraid to even look because I don't want to be upset about this. It's early in the day. I got a big day plan. But uh, our girl uh, Kvitova was down a set and down 4-3 in the second set. Women play best of three. So if she loses this match and we weren't on her because this started 10 minutes too early, I'm not going to be happy. We got a, a French Open tennis system here where we take the top 10 women players and we bet against them, not on them, but against them. And I'm telling you, in the end, we will make money. Osaka did win. She started before, but here's a good example, right? She she played some abroad. Patricia Maria Teague, never heard of her. Uh, she only won six four seven six. These girls are not good um, on clay. That's why we, we do the women more so than the men. Men aren't great either, but women especially, they're susceptible. This is not even tennis. The French Open is the goofiest of all the majors. I don't even believe in it. So, But uh, Petra Kvitova, is, she dropped the first at 7-6, 7-for-3 in a tiebreaker. She did tie uh, Greet Menin 6-6, six, six. so they're playing the second set. She's one of the girls, uh, ladies, I should say, not girls. But she's one of the ladies that uh, we are going against, so we'll keep an eye on that. All right, as far as our pyramid plays are concerned, NBA today, you got four games. Hopefully, hopefully we get uh, a close game thrown in there somewhere along the line. You know, you got the Knicks as five-point dogs at Atlanta, faced uh, with a 3-1 deficit situation if they should lose. You got over 209. But first three games, uh, all three have gone under. That's tempting. You got the Lakers laying six and a half against the Suns, 209 and a half. The Lakers laying six and a half is tempting for me. You got the Nets laying seven and a half at Boston after losing game three. That's tempting, right, on Brooklyn. And then you got the Clips laying three and a half at Dallas. Maybe no Luka Doncic in that game. Um, you know, that it's not a bad little hunch to put some money on the Clippers right now because he's listed as questionable because of a, uh, what are they calling a cervic bruise, whatever the fudge that is. Um, but it, it looks like it, there is a possibility he might not play. I, I you know, who knows a cervical strain. Uh, you know, I, I only play a doctor every once in a while when the wife allows me, but otherwise I have no idea what that is. So, um, you know, but you know they think he'll play, but we'll just see how he feels. It's just weird, he said. Um, you know, just some massage, some ice, and hopefully it'll be good. I tell you what, you know, if you take the Clippers right now at minus three and a half, 
and they announce this afternoon, it's a night game, 940 Eastern time, that he's not playing, that line will go up. You'll get yourself a nice fat little middle. I'm guessing the Mavs without Luka would probably be a solid six and a half to seven point favorite. I think that line would double. So you want to take a chance, even if it, uh, he does play, I don't think it's going to go down. I think that line is built in. It was three for game three. So it's built in that he's playing. So it's only going to go up. Yeah, not not a bad uh, not not a bad little you know try. You're gonna risk the big because you can always bail out of it. But uh, you know, taking the Clippers minus three and a half right now on the hopes that they announce Lucas not playing is a pretty good uh, risk, I would say. I will right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll run down the pyramid plays, and then we'll check out our uh, six-team WNBA parlay that we need to finish up today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Lopez with 21 points to go along with those eight rebounds. Middleton finds Giannis. Look out. Giannis with a layup. Forbes on the floor for Milwaukee. Up top for Lopez. Chris Middleton set him up perfectly. All the injuries they've endured. Yep. Losing Jalen Brown in Boston. Miami's had their issues. Oh. As Giannis fires one down and an exclamation point for Milwaukee. This one is going to be a Milwaukee story this year. 2021 redemption for the Bucks. After being eliminated by the Heat, they sweep Miami. First time an Eric Spolstra team has been swept in the playoffs. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, TNT there with the call. And Boy Wonder Jr., and I like Eric Spolstra, but I got to tell you, anybody that can put up with LeBron James and win a championship in the process, you got to respect, right? And he stood up to LeBron. And no other head coach has been able to do that. So for that, I'll, he'll always have my respect, and I'll try not to bash him. But I got to tell you, he's got to take some heat, pardon the pun. You get swept four straight, where you get your ass kicked in three of the four games. Now, they played an overtime game in game one, but other than that, these last two games in particular, at home, you know, season on the line, and boy, they they just stink. Yeah, I, I told you earlier, it's one of the better betting trends that we have. There systems, anyway, not necessarily trends, but systems, and that is you bet on the team that's up three games to none when they play game four on the road. They win those games because the team that's down three zip is given up. It's as simple as that. Uh, they don't want to win. They don't want to win and go get their ass kicked on the road in game five. They know the series is over. They try all they can, theoretically anyway, in a game three. They lose that, and they're just emotionally shot. And uh, you have the Washington Wizards in a similar situation. Uh, the Heat, as the Heat were yesterday, and the Heat lose by 17, 120 uh, to 103. As uh, they played well, the Heat did for a half, but second half they got blown out. And, uh, you know, good balance scoring for Milwaukee. You know, it's odd. You know, they win this series, and you didn't really have, like, a monster 40-point game out of the Greek freak who's really not Greek. That That's the sad thing from, uh, you know, Miami's perspective. If you looked at his numbers and said, would you take that, you'd say, 
say, yeah, okay, and yet they still got blown out in three of the four games. Well, just an awful job by uh, by Miami. Really just pathetic. So uh, onward they go. So Milwaukee will take on more than likely the Brooklyn Nets or Boston Celtics in the next round of the postseason, and that, that should be a great series. All right, our pyramid plays. For the newbies out there, again, we give you uh, one winner from each sport that we like the most. NBA, you had a good little slate of games, theoretically anyway. We haven't you know, had that many great games, as we pointed out earlier. But where are we going to go? You know, I'm going to go with, uh, back to Brooklyn. And we're going to lay the seven and a half. You could buy it down to seven. I would do that. So we're, we're going to buy it down to seven. Seven minus 120. Uh, I, I got to see them. I got to take my chance they cover the seven. That's one. Two, I have to see the Celtics. Now, the Celtics uh, TD Waterhouse will have a full crowd today. So another full crowd up in Boston. They opened up the, the doors basically yesterday. So you, you're going to get a full crowd, but that's okay. I, I got to see that Celtic team, which has been a major disappointment. Kemba Walker might not play today. <clears throat> you know, if he doesn't, great. If he does, uh, it's not going to change my thinking any. So I, I got to see the, the Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets again. And now are they going to cover the seven? That's a pretty big number. You know, that, that's a big enough number where Brooklyn could win, but not cover. But I'll take my chances. You know, it, it's funny. It's a strange Nets team. You know, when they're on, they look great. When they're off, they look beatable. Um, and after game three, you got James Harden saying that maybe this is a good thing for the Nets just to show the Nets that they just can't walk out there and get the job done, that they're vulnerable, they got to play better, blah, 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 right? Okay, sounds noble. Here's the only problem I have with that. That's the same thing Kyrie Irving said after game one. Take out Kyrie Irving's comments, and that's the same thing this Nets team has said from time to time over the course of the season. There was a game late in the year, I forget who it was against, that they lost to. And it was either Harden or Irving that said the same thing. Maybe it was Durant. Maybe they're all taking turns. All saying the same thing. Well, maybe that's the best thing for us to show us that we just can't roll out there and play basketball and be the team. I mean, it is just identical. So what what does it take? You know, what is Steve Nash doing? Is he a head coach or not? Is he motivating these guys or not? Is this team, we know we knew they were bored with the regular season and they didn't take that seriously. I get that. But now this is the postseason and they're still trying to feed us the, well, we're not taking these games seriously. Well, why not? You know, that that should be the next question when Harden yesterday says those comments like, yeah, okay, it's probably the good thing for us that we lost and blah, blah, blah. You know, Where's the reporter that's saying, well, what are you doing? You know, you make $35, $40 million a year. Literally, this is the postseason now. Well, why aren't you taking these games seriously? So I I don't get it. So I'm I'm counting on them coming out with a monster effort tonight. I'm going to lay the seven, uh, you know, minus the 120. Props. Listen, as we saw with um, Jimmy Butler, I have zero faith in Julius Randle. I'm checking his prop numbers now. They were 25. Then it dropped to 24 after game two, 24 and a half to be specific. So I'm guessing it's going to be in that same 24 and a half range. I'm going under. I I just don't think uh, there's something in this cat's brain. Uh, He's choking. He's doing it. I don't know what it is, but it's not happening. Two of 15 shooting the other day. Randall points is oof, down to 23 and a half. Boy, they are begging you to take the over. But you know what? Not doing it. Not doing it. Um, 
You know, I thought maybe getting out of Madison Square Garden would help his cause, but no. And now they're going to get under his skin, and those Hawk fans are going to be chanting all kind of things. Nope, under 23 and a half. Hockey. Uh, you know what? You want to give me uh, plus 160? I, I like Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay's going to win that series against Carolina. But you want to give me plus 160, really 165, um, as Colorado's a, really 175. What am I saying? Uh, because Col- uh, Colorado's a minus 195 favorite. I'll take Las Vegas plus 175. Under the premise, I'm going to play the underdog every game in that series. I don't think home ice is going to matter one one way or the other. So hockey, give me Vegas plus 175 tonight. Props, ooh, there's some good. You know what the thing is? FanDuel doesn't have the props out. Shots on goal. I swear they listen to us, which is not you know not, not a big deal. But someone explain to me, Lucy, how Tampa Bay is playing Carolina. That series has been known now for a couple of days. I flip on player props. I got goals. They're there. I have points. They're there. I have assist props. They're there. I have power play point props. They're there. But I don't have shots on goal props. (laughs) The one that we play that I want to kind of give you some winners on is the one they don't have up yet. How can you have PowerPoint plays but not shots on goal, FanDuel? You're killing me here. You're killing my show. Come on. I'm trying to help the guys out here. Put up some shots on goal props, please. This is not like the morning show where it's, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning. I get it. You know, we're, we're 948 Eastern time. So I'll go on what the lines were for the other games. They generally don't fluctuate that much. So our best over prop, I'm going to go with Shay Theodore for Las Vegas 3. He's had five. Three, actually, you know what? Um, no, forget about that. I'm not doing that. I'm gonna go good old Sebastian Ajo. He's at seven five seven four three four. His prop has been two and a half. They did bump it up to three, so I'm assuming it'll be three. I don't think it'll go back down to two and a half. Maybe you might be able to get it at two and a half, but we'll just base it on the three. And uh, he's had at least a push in his six games. So Ajo, Carolina, over three, our uh, pyramid play for prop. Uh, Baseball. Now, you could go St. Louis. Winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. Uh, But I I tell you, Baltimore and the White Sox has been just as bad. This Baltimore team stinks. You You want to hear some numbers on Baltimore? I got them written here somewhere. They have lost a gazillion in a row. Where is it here? Um, Baseball, baseball, baseball. Well, I'll get it in a second. Um, Where did I put them? Uh, eh, Somewhere. Well, they've lost a lot. And and they've lost all but two or three of these games by double digits uh, or by uh, two runs or more. I mean, they're just atrocious. So, um, you know what? Give me me the White Sox. It's, It's hard to keep on beating a team. But give me the White Sox laying the big number against Baltimore. They stink. WNBA. All right. Here we go. And I will tell you, this will be the pick to complete our six-club parlay. We got three games today. We generally go overs. It's been very, very good to us betting the overs, right? We have uh, Indiana at Las Vegas. 168 and a half is the total. Now, Las Vegas just beat the snot out of Indiana last night or two nights ago. 113 to, I think it was 87 or 97. Game went way over. 
Indiana stinks, so Las Vegas is more than capable of doing that again. But mm, tough to beat a team, even a lousy team. Like, See, this is what's good about the WNBA, that, that general kind of thinking you throw out the window. Because if Las Vegas beat them by 30 to, two nights ago, they can beat them by 30 again. NBA, no. but So that's a possibility. Uh, Chicago and L.A., over-unders 165.5. They also played two days ago, and it went way under. A rare, 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 way under game. So, And the team that won, which was the underdog, Los Angeles, uh, is the one that caused the under. They like to play it low-style. Chicago wants to score 100 points. So I'm not going to go over there because if L.A. did it once, they could do it again, and they didn't lose. So they're not going to change their philosophy for a game two of this little series. Then we got Connecticut, which has one loss against Minnesota, which is winless, but it's supposed to be good. Over under of 158 and a half. Hmm. We could go with Connecticut, which is the better team. Minnesota, which was supposed to be good, is, as I mentioned, winless 0 and 4. But, you know, they've played Phoenix, which was pretty good, Liberty, which is pretty good, and two games against Seattle, which is very good. So their 0-4 is a little bit, you know, misleading. Their season is on the line. Two overs, two unders. They've scored 161 or more. Yeah, they scored 154. It was 154 last game against Seattle because they held the Seattle five points in the fourth quarter in a blowout loss. So that game should have sailed over. Connecticut has scored 80 or more points in five of their seven games. All right. Um, and no, they have not yet uh, played at uh, Minnesota yet. So I'm tempted to go Connecticut, but here's what we're going to do. In our pyramid of play, we're going to go over 158.5 con. And Minnesota. Our pyramid play, if we win today, we cash out on a $4,741 ticket. Six for six, all minus 110, all WNBA plays would pay today $4,741. So we got a lot riding on this. Here's what you should do if you've been following us. Shame on you if you haven't. I would hedge. Now, we're up $2,842, so we're still playing with house money. But I would bet both the over and the under and walk away with $2,000. But for our purposes, we're not going to do that. We're going to play the over. We're going to try and complete it. We're going to go over 158.5 Connecticut, Minnesota. You, again, though, bet both. I'll explain when I come back. Opposite Pick Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. to picks on a Sunday morning as we close out our second hour little two-hour extravaganza on this uh, Memorial Weekend. Uh, finishing up with our uh, six-club parlay that we do 
Monday through Friday. So we have five for five, all WNBA picks. We need one more, and we're going to go. We played nothing but overs. They've hit so far, so we're going to follow that trend and go over 158.5 Connecticut at Minnesota. Now, if it wins and you've had this parlay, it will pay, based on a $100 bet, $4,741. What I recommend to you to do is hedge. Bet the over and the under. What? Yeah. This way you walk away with, uh, you know, some $2,300. Or, or maybe you hedge a little, maybe you hedge $1,000. Uh, we won't do that just because uh, this is the fun that we're having. But if, if you're a wise player and you've had this ticket, then you go ahead and head. You walk away with something. Even though we're up almost uh, $2,900, um, the smart person would take $1,000, bet the under on a separate ticket, and then put in the over on your main ticket. If the main ticket wins, you collect four thousand seven hundred minus the thousand you're going to lose on the under. If the under hits, you collect a thousand on the under minus the one hundred you've lost on your six club parlay ticket. You walk away with nine hundred bucks. You can hedge as much as you want, but I, I would hedge if I had this ticket um, legitimately at least at least a thousand dollars. But for our purposes. Let's go, ladies. Let's score. Let's score. Let's score some more. All right. We had a second one on Friday. White Sox and Cardinals. White Sox game got rained out. The Cardinals won. So we're going to hop right back onto the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Why not? Uh, minus 140 at Arizona. Uh, Diamondbacks have lost, uh, you know, 13 in a row. So uh, that's going to be uh, another little one that we're going to do. Poll question. <clears throat> Which sport has fallen off the map the most? Boxing, 44% of the vote, winning out uh, Olympics, 29, auto racing, 20%. Uh, get the opposite picks, get your feet in there, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll get your vote in, and we'll update that uh, on uh, Tuesday's show. No show tomorrow. I will be doing in-game live this afternoon, and then tomorrow from 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern time. Enjoy and honor all the Memorial veterans, folks. We'll talk to you on uh, Tuesday.